everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome to the show, Big Dave and Joe, uh, another edition of Poker Action Line, as we bring it to you here from South Florida. Things cooled down a little bit here uh, in the uh, southern tip of the Sunshine State as uh, <laughs> things are warming up. Uh, we had a great winter, uh, and a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> poker as well. So uh, as we hone in on the World Series of Poker, not too far away, we will uh, have some good shows for you. Um, might get to a couple articles by Ashley Adams, who's a guy I met out at uh, uh, the World Series of Poker last year. Of course, I, I was well aware of his work. He wrote for Poker Player uh, quite some time ago, and he was that famous uh, writer of the article, uh, Wrecked by the Rake. Wrecked we've by talked the rake. from the very beginning because it was an article, I remember, that, that Scott Poole pointed out to us in the very beginning that thought, uh, you know, uh, you just you can't make money in the long run because of the rake at the poker tables and you know you just if you sit there and play for 10 hours you know you're you're going to most of the people at your table are going to end up losing money well if you're a professional poker player yeah you have to take that into account because it's an expense you, you know they, they look right. at this as an expense uh but i would have to say what 90 percent of poker players are recreational players you know uh here in South Florida, we have a unique brand of poker players, Dave, because of the exceedingly high numbers in, in the high hand, dollar monies that are given out for the high hand. And so you've got people who are literally just trying to make a paycheck by hitting a couple of high hands a week and walking away with $1,000 with the minimal amount of risk to earn that kind of money. Right. And, yeah, it is hard. I mean, I remember... I remember Dave, this is this is massive. I like doing numbers. When I used to deal in a private game over 20 years ago, you know, uh, they used to have myself and another person dealing the game. I know exactly what the house was raking, okay, and I know what the other dealer and myself were making. And at the end of the night, those two combined usually were somewhere in the 22 to 2500 range, okay. sometimes reaching even as high as $3,000. Okay. So there were 10 players, and I told the owner once, because he, he didn't look at it that way, and I said, you know, that's like telling all 10 players to walk, that walk through the door, give me $300, give me $300, give me 300 or 250 and now you guys play and see who comes out ahead when everybody's already stuck that amount of money. Right. But this is kind of like a catch-22, Dave. If you don't pay, if you don't, you don't tip the dealers and they can't take a rake, the house can't take a rake, you don't have a game in the casino anymore. Right, right. So I wonder if they've got a solution for this. No, there's no solution, but it's just kind of uh, understood. And I, I don't know, uh, I always wonder how sophisticated players are that really realize uh, what's going on as far as the rake and that sort of thing. They, they are. Well, here, here's a test. Some are, some aren't. Let's oh, put no, it that no. Way. I'll tell you what. Okay. The true professionals, and I have been 100% correct every single time, when we used to rake, you know, and they still do. I mean, when you're raking to the dollar, you know, when it was real easy when they would say 10%. So on $10, you took one, 22, and so on until you got to 50, and max rake of $5. Right. When I was doing my my teaching to to the uh, to the, you know news poker students poker dealers, I used to tell them I go, this is very important. How much is in the pot? 
because I'd tell them to rake, and, you know, we'd throw chips, action, boom, 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 and then I'd say, okay, how much is in that pot? Have you paid attention? Now you have to really do that for pot limit Omaha, but back then it was just for the rake. So I see the person has $4, and when I ask him how much is in that pot, I know how much is in there, and there was $38. And he goes, $38. I go, so, so why is there $4 in the rake? Oh, because, you know, we're going to get there. I said, try to do that in a live game, and I guarantee you, if not the first pot, the second pot you do it, someone will call you out on that and say, hey, is there, is, is there $40 in there, dealer? They, they already know the answer that there isn't $40, that you've taken $4 out of the rake. Right. So, yeah, the, the ones who play, you know, what, what they would call nits now, you know, because they play nothing but the top five or six, seven hands that, you know, that are out there. Right. These are the guys who don't want to lose any dollar because they're not putting anything in there. The people who are, who are there for the action and for the fun could care less what the rake is. Right. Well, getting back to Ashley Adams, he's, uh, he wrote that about the rake, and, and over the years I've read some stuff. He's writing regularly on Poker News right now and has some good strategy articles uh, over the past uh, well, two, three months. Really interesting. We might go over a couple of those tonight because I have some uh, – uh, good stuff to run past Joe and get his thoughts. Uh, but he, lately he's writing about preparations for the World Series of Poker. Now, we had Mo Nuara on last year, a uh, 10-part series on how to attack the WSOP, and it was very interesting. We had yes. Mo on, and uh, and we had a great show. And I think this year I'm going to try to get Ashley on before the series. So sometime in May we will uh, try to get him on the show. Also, uh, some other people I'm looking forward to talking with, uh, one of them is Dr. Tricia Cardner who uh, does some stuff with uh, Daniel Negreanu and is a kind of a mindset-type uh, coach for poker. And uh, I, I think a discussion like that going into the series would be good as well, be people uh, prepare mentally, which is important. Um, some of the stuff Ashley also writes about is things to do in Vegas, uh, you know, for either cheap or, uh, you know, interesting, how to stay healthy out there during the series. A lot of common sense stuff, but stuff that uh, is interesting to hear when you're getting prepared for a big, long summer out there. Yeah, and, and especially for, you know, kind of like the the the, the novice rookies, you know, to kind of have a game plan. I mean, do you remember a few years ago when we had Bernard Lee also kind of mentioned how to prepare yourself physically, mentally for right. it? The, these are all different components of, of what you have to do to get, you know, to, to be at optimal, you know, strength and, and, you know, mind clarity for playing poker. I mean, Stacy was telling us how grueling those 12-hour yeah, really, days really are tough. when you're in the main event and you're, and you're having a deep run like she did, so... I would suggest, I, mean, I haven't read the article yet, but, you know, I, I'm sure he's got some great We'll talk about some of that. And it's funny you mentioned Bernard Lee. I, I got a chance to meet Bernard at uh, Seminole Hard Rock a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have obviously had him on the show many, many times. times. I've talked to him on the phone many times. I had never met him in person, and uh, he play, was playing down here, and uh, on a break I approached him, and, and uh, we talked for a few minutes. He said uh, he'd very much like to come back on the show for his 10th anniversary, which they're celebrating throughout the month of May, his 10th anniversary of his radio show. So he uh, sent me a text last night. How and, very nice. Uh, said uh, the week of the 8th uh, would be a good week for him, and if we'd uh, like to do it then, uh, May 10th is actually our show on that Wednesday. So 
Uh, so wrote him back. He said he'd be on for the entire hour and uh, lots of stuff to talk about, of course, with Bernard. So he's going to be on for the 10-minute Dave Lemon interview, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is an hour long. Exactly. We'll have some fun. And uh, I'm giving you plenty of notice because uh, you can go back and uh, look up uh, final table books and uh, and maybe pick out a few things and, and have some your, your questions ready for him. I know that... Uh, uh, when I start thinking about what I want to talk about, I uh, kind of leave you off to the side, and I don't want to do that. Uh, I certainly know that that you've gotten a lot out of uh, Bernard's, uh, you know, I books and, have and articles and that sort of thing. You know, I I love picking the mind of good players and and you know pe- people who are around this. We've always mentioned how he's had he wears different hats. He's an outstanding poker player. You know, on top of that, so. Let's, you know, I, I like picking their brains. For well, me, to get better as a player in any sport that I ever played growing up, I always preferred playing someone who who was at the beginning going to start kicking my ass because it only drove me to get better to to, to eventually compete with them. Plus, he's uh, such an ex- expert on uh, uh, Deuce 7 low ball, and uh, you found some of that stuff really interesting. So I don't normally give you a lot of homework and assignments and that sort of thing, but you got two weeks to come up with, uh, oh, with several questions. That, that won't and, be a problem we'll have for fun. Bernard Lee. No, that we'll have not fun be a because, problem for Bernard Lee. Because, and, and, and it's not hard to uh, get him rolling. And, uh, you no, know. but Bernard is, is, a great, <laughs> is a great guest, and I'm sure a tremendous host when he does his own show. So. But we've been doing this show for seven years. He's been doing his now for ten, and uh, it's a huge accomplishment. And, of course, we have fun, and, uh, you know... Uh, you're such a, a long-time expert on the game that it's very easy for you to, to just talk right off the top of your head and not uh, not not really prepare a whole lot of thoughts, which is the best way for a show anyway. I like not to, uh, you know, pigeonhole an interview into some uh, very solid questions, just react to what people say, and I think that makes the best shows for us anyway. I, I, believe, I agree with you, Dave. I think it's always been like that. And, and with Bernard, there's, there are... Poker things that I like to ask him just to get his advice on playing it. And secondly, you know, he's been around this for such a long time right, right. and has seen so many wonderful things that as as a poker player and someone who likes to hear poker stories, I'd, you know, I'd love to have questions to oh, ask absolutely. him some of the most exciting things he's seen, the dumbest thing he's seen at a table. Well, you know. of course, finished 13th in the main event that one year. Um, had a great uh, rundown of his uh his life in the main and, and some of the preparations and the things he went through. Of course, he was with Foxwoods for a while, and a lot of he's come and gone with a lot of things. Of course, uh, did the TV show for ESPN uh, that was carried on the website and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, stuff that's come and gone. He's still with the Blakeation that we uh, had we talked about one time on the show. Of course, that he was does two years ago that yeah, we talked about it, and, and he did it last year too, right? And he's still doing that. And of course, he still does the uh, stuff for the families in Boston uh, for charity that uh, is really yeah. great. We had him on right over. I don't think you were on that night. Were I you may here? not have been here for that. No, but I don't uh, think so. yeah, we had Bernard on, and uh, we talked about uh, some of the charitable things that he does. And of course, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, it's fun to uh, to to roll with them and uh, you know hear a lot of things. So uh, again, you got some now, time to do a little research and. Uh, and now I'll the vacation is them getting you over there, getting you a room, buying, getting you the buy-in into the main event and stuff like that. Well, right? I or think that was it one year, but I think it's all just has to do with uh, kind of uh, things, bucket list vacation stuff that has to do with poker and. Uh, you know, trips and uh, complete things. We'll talk more about it when, with him when he's on. What do you, what do you want to bet uh, dollars to donuts, as they say, uh, that uh, 
that 90% of poker players' uh, bucket list is to earn a bracelet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as results go, not a whole lot happening right now since uh, the WPT regular season ended. Of course, uh, they have already started their new season, season 16. That started over in Beijing. Uh, Pete uh, Yanhan Chen was the winner over there. And most, hey, of the, really? most, of the final, <laughs> most of the final tablers were all Chinese players, so not a lot of uh, recognizable names there, but uh, uh, that the average person here would, would, would say uh, is uh, on their radar. But uh, there was also a WPT Deep Stacks recently at uh, Maryland Live. Jose Montez, the winner of that one for 95K. And uh, actually, the WSOP circuit is headed to Maryland, not to Maryland Live, but to the Horseshoe, uh, which uh, was a very small place at one time, but they have renovated that, and uh, it's really become, um, you know, a a huge place. Um, A $442 million property that opened in 2014. Uh, Of course, the laws changed there, similar to what they did here back in 2010, and you know, Maryland Live was the first one to really take advantage of that. But uh, Horseshoe Baltimore is open now, and MGM is opening one in uh, Baltimore Harbor. Um, there's 122 square feet of gaming space, and it's a WSOP-branded poker room. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, well, it's the series is underway, but the uh, and it's main a event... property? It is a horseshoe property, and... Uh, May 5th and 6th will be the opening days of the main event, which is a $1,675 buy-in. Uh, the main event, or the event number one of the series actually starts tomorrow, April 27th, the Monster Stack uh, 365 buy-in. And there'll be a PLO tournament, and uh, uh, associated with that will be a, a ladies' event, $135 buy-in, and a seniors' event, 250 buy-in, so with unlimited re-entries. So that all kicks underway as of tomorrow, and we'll go through May 8th. So that uh, that's kind of the results we've been looking at uh, here. Uh, what are we going to do tonight? I, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I did bring along some... Uh, articles about poker nicknames that I thought would be fun. We did that <laughs> once a long time ago. And I might throw out a few hands at you and see if you can come up with, you know, one of the numerous nicknames for certain hands have several, like maybe four or five. So uh, we'll see how you do on that. Of course, uh, we were laughing about some of the ones before the show, and uh, there's a lot of funny things. Now, I don't know, do you hear nicknames for hands in poker rooms very much anymore? I don't no, think people no. know them that way. I, I mean, I haven't heard anybody say that and, uh, in a very long time. I used to use them a lot when I was teaching, you know, when I yeah. had a class full of people and I was teaching them just to give them, a, you know, to make it a little more interesting to break up the monotony of, of going over the same re- repetition things that we had to do. But, right. you know, it's fun to know, to know those hands, uh, you know, and What's even more fun is how they earned those nicknames. You know, as as we know, the the, the dolly is the is the ten deuce, right. and uh, you know, in honor of Doyle Brunson and and him winning back to back championships with both times having the winning hand of how well, how holding a ten deuce in his hand. It's funny you mention that. I don't want to get too deep in this until later in the show, but uh, I know that uh, uh, Ace Queen has been no, known as Doyle Brunson because he it's a hand he does not like to play. He does not like to play? Yeah. That one I did not know. That one so, I did not know. Uh, that, that one's kind of fun. And, uh, you know, we'll go through some things. So, uh, And I know that you're uh, just, this, just touching it briefly. Uh, 
Aces Nate's Joe is your uh, your handle on uh, on uh, your email. Right. And uh, known as uh, obviously the dead man's hand. Do you know what the entire hand is? The entire hand. The dead, dead I hand, used a, to, a but I don't know anymore. Okay. It was a, a it's pair two of black aces. Two black aces. Uh, two black eights. Eights. And what was the fifth card? The queen. Queen was kicker. It the queen. Yeah. And it's the, the hand that, uh, who was holding the hand, Wild do you remember? Bitch. Wild Bill Hitchcock. Hickok. Wild, Wild Bill Hickok in uh, 1876. So uh, uh, that's one that's lasted for a long time. So we'll have some fun, get into that later, uh, in our, probably in our last segment. And uh, several other things to mention, including uh, uh, some discussion of online gaming and poker in D.C. Uh, of course, a lot of things happening there with the uh, tax cuts, uh, the latest thing today, and Immigration and the wall, Mexican wall, and uh, uh, ad infinitum, uh, all that stuff going on. And uh, we'll see what happens where poker and online gambling has uh, a part in that. I guess we'll get to that eventually. Uh, doesn't look real promising right now under uh, Jeff Sessions. But we'll see. Uh, you know, if they want to really attack that, I guess they could. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, Trump has made so much money uh, uh, in, gam- in gambling that he may want to protect uh, his future. I always get the feeling, you know, that he's just in there in president, that he thought he had no chance to win, but he thought, if I'm ever president, I'm going to create a bunch of uh, law changes that are going to benefit me when I get out of office. And even if it doesn't benefit him, because by the time he gets out of office, if he if he happens to be a two-term president, oh, he's going to be close God to 80 forbid. years old. God forbid. So hopefully, hopefully he's doing this for his family, but, uh, you know, the, the Donald, as he used to always refer to himself, uh, that would be very interesting to see. Man, well, I, I think we just need to bring back online poker into the United States, whatever well, it takes. Well, you know, of course, uh, you know, I think we still need it. I think we still want it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to ever happen. But uh, just reading a little short article uh, from Canada, uh, Vancouver, that they actually shut down uh, a, a poker game at uh, some senior center in Vancouver. They were using 10-cent chips, and they shut this game down. Uh, It's a game that uh, about 40 poker-playing seniors uh, had for several years, nearly a decade, and they actually forced the senior center to discontinue the game. Uh, It was at the Minoru Place Senior Center. How how ridiculous is that? It is. It's unbelievable. What was the reason they stated well, it's just that they said it was illegal, and uh, you know that basically they should uh, the seniors should stay home and play solitaire instead. What a bunch of a-holes! So, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a couple of reminds us a couple of years ago when in Mike Pence was the uh, governor of Indiana that they issued a warning to a senior center there uh, that awarded prizes like toilet paper. <laughs> was one, was a couple some of the prizes. Yeah. And uh, there was such a big controversy at the at the time. Uh, no common sense whatsoever. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I was reading about a few other things uh, recently. So, uh, you know, still they're using uh, legal uh, resources to uh, shut down some of these games, and it's just it's just incredible. When we waste, have it, so many it's people. It's a wasted use of taxpayers' money. So know, to to make a, a couple of uh, you know sell its religious. 
nuts out there who you know who are pressuring these politicians into these into these situations because yeah, I guarantee you if ninety percent of the voting public was in favor of it you 'd see every single politician out there going, "We need more casinos is what we need out here." So, you know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, Bernard Lee will be on uh, our May 10th show in a couple of weeks. Uh, plan to work on uh, lining up Ashley Adams, Tricia Gardner, Cardner, I should say, and, uh, you know, maybe get Jared Tendler back on the show before the series would be pretty cool. And, uh, of course, uh, the big things that are going on locally. I know the Grinder just won a big tournament down here at uh, Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, not you know since the uh, the WPT national uh, exposure ones one of their their uh, local uh, big stack tournaments and uh, he took that one down uh, a few days ago so uh, a lot of stuff going on of course the card room down there uh, kind of winding down until they move into the ballroom we talked about that a lot last week and uh, we'll kind of check that out uh, head over there and, and see what's happening okay so let's take our first break in the show. Uh, a new game uh, starting over there at the Hard Rock that I want to discuss with you called Crisscross Poker. It's basically I was reading something. Yeah. I think uh, Nick had something in the paper. Did Nick have, have it I in there? Somebody, I know I read it by someone. I thought it yeah, it is been, Nick. It is I Nick. thought it was Nick that yeah. had that in his So name. I want to discuss that game. Basically, it's you're not playing against the house like you do in three-card poker. You're not playing against the house hand. You're only playing against a, basically a... Uh, did you ever a play a game like that? When no. Because we used to play a game called, called the cross, and you'd get four. It's like playing Omaha, and you'd have the five. But now the thing was, you'd put out five cards. You know, one, right. two, three in the middle, and then in the middle three card, three up and three down, crossing one, in the middle. Right. right, and then one on the top, one on the bottom. So the middle card is the com- is the real community card because right. you use that middle card with the two going both, up, with or the two all vertical five. or the two hori- or the or the, or the two this, this one you can actually bet on all five cards on the board. So okay. uh, we'll talk about that and when we come back. And uh, I'm just curious as to what you think about is that game beatable? I don't know. Uh, there's some big prizes for Royal Flushes and and uh, some of the bigger hands, but uh, I'm not sure if that's really well, worth it. I, I'll let you know what I know about those games when uh, when okay. we come back from the break. Okay, so let's take this break on the show. Uh, as far as picking up Poker Action Line, you can always go to our website and hear any of the past shows. Uh, the uh, great place to hear the show now is on SoundCloud, uh, which we highly recommend that you uh, download that app on your phone or on your tablet. And uh, we are sending out a lot of tweets in regards to that. So uh, you'll get reminders uh, going with the show. It's tied in with Twitter, and uh, you can pick up uh, the show there. Of course, Hold'em Radio Network is a good place as well. They have a lot of great podcasts. Uh, they're giving us a very nice time slots on the Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, it is replayed several times, so that's a place to pick up the show. You can go to the Poker Fuse podcast page. You can go to Stitcher, Stitcher app and pick up uh, podcasts there. All kinds of places to find the show. Very easy to do, and we hope you'll pick us up every week. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more of the show when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line here from South Florida, a weekly show here uh, on the Internet and other places. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. 
PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. I always wanted to be a fireman, a pilot, a teacher. But the rising cost of college was a big reality check. That's why I joined the National Guard. The Guard gives me money for college. So I can go to school full-time and fly part-time. My unit helps out after a natural disaster hits. So I get to help people just like I always wanted. There's no bigger rush than being a firefighter in the Guard. Than flying a Blackhawk. Than leading my squad. Thanks to the Guard, I'm becoming who I always wanted to be. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask us how much you'll receive towards your college expenses. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro, is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez with another edition of the program. Uh, A little talk in uh, D.C. about what's going to happen, as I mentioned briefly, with uh, online gaming and poker. Uh, of course, uh, there's a possibility Jeff Sessions and who, uh, you know, Republican Party getting a lot of donations from Sheldon Adelson. Uh, money from the, for the inauguration was what he quoted it as. Some people call it bribes, but uh, uh, certainly has his uh, political donations that are moving in that direction. And, of course, they came out with this thing called the Restoration of America's Wire Act, RAWA. Uh, and it's really gone nowhere, but uh, some talk up there that it's uh, there could be this year a reversal of the uh, Department of Justice's opinion about uh, the Wire Act that came out in 2011 under Eric Holder and, uh, of course, President Obama, and that uh, something you know could happen this year, and uh, the uh, Poker Players Alliance keeping an eye on it and uh, talking about it. Uh, there was also... Uh, a good thing in a lot of people's mind that uh, Jason Chaffetz uh, from Utah, the representative, said he would not run for re-election in 2018. So uh, there's one of the uh, supporters of uh, the restoration of the Wire Act uh, disappearing here shortly. Of course, something could be done sooner than that. Who knows? Uh, but I think a lot of people are worried that uh, the three states that have been operating online poker, Delaware, uh, Nevada, and New Jersey, uh, could have it stripped away this year. Who knows? Uh, that's why... I think uh, we need to get someone from the PPA on, whether it's Rich Muni or John Pappas, and talk about it a little bit more because they are still out there fighting, and uh, they need your support, uh, not just a $20 membership or, or that sort of thing, but to actually fill out the, the, the pre-prepared tweets and uh, emails and that sort of thing to send to your legislators and let them know that we are still in the same mode of fighting for online poker. Yeah, well... We need to take up that. We need to take up that that battle because the opposition is doing a fine job of of, of picking up their side of the battle, with uh, you know saying all the negative stuff and everything to these politicians. So, anything we can do, we definitely have to sit out there and do it. Absolutely, uh, and we've always kind of hung our hat on hoping that California moves forward. We thought maybe this might be a good year. Well, the latest news out of uh, the. the uh, uh, west coast of the country says that uh, California Assemblyman Reggie Jones-Sawyer, who is a sponsor of the online poker bill, said there will not be any action on it this year. Uh, 
I, I don't think that's a real shock to anybody. It said it could be restarted next year. There's no guarantee. And again, all the all the parts out there, the tribes, uh, they have tribes on both yeah, sides the of the issue. Same issues the we have issues. here Absolutely. in Florida. Absolutely. Exact same issues we got here in Florida. And nobody wants to give up their piece of the pie. Uh, they can't just come to any kind of consensus on how to regulate the, the whole industry. And one of the main things that they've been fighting, a lot of people don't want poker stars to be a part of it. And uh, so that's uh, kept uh, what is the biggest state and uh, 40 million people in California, which is more people than are in the entire country of Canada. Uh, it's really helped uh, kept this from going. And, uh, you know, they have Sacramento as the capital there. We have Tallahassee, which seems to be not only geographically, but... Uh, intellectually and emotionally detached from the the more important parts of the southern parts of the state. <laughs> In my opinion, I mean, uh, people Your opinion, might get angry about yeah, that. Your but opinion is 100% on the mark there, Big Dave. It's, yeah. it's amazing, and I would imagine they have the same issues in California. I mean, you know, listen... I don't want to speak for California, but down here it's you know it's same same thing over and over. Good old boys network up north, and uh, you know they just want to run these things the way it's been run for the last hundred and some years, and and no progress. Even though they're see, they're they're seeing the success that we've had and the money that the state has brought in from from allowing gambling to expand. Right, and uh, it appeared that uh, Pennsylvania. Something was going to happen there. I haven't heard anything lately on that, but it appeared that they had painted themselves into a corner by including online poker revenue in, in their, their budget. budget, yeah. And uh, we really haven't found anything there. But the funny thing out in California is uh, there's been less of a presence for poker stars lobbying in Sacramento uh, because they kind of have turned their thoughts away with uh, other, other types of ga- online gambling earning them more money uh, worldwide than poker, you know, uh, the little slot machines and the blackjack games and and whatever else that they have on there, uh, you know, and uh, it's kind of ironic that uh, maybe they don't need poker so bad themselves. Well, remember, Poker Stars now has uh, a new ownership that wasn't involved when right. when all those violations, you know, took place. Amaya Gaming, exactly. So you know, it's 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 a whole new people, you know. To punish a company that wasn't being run, you know, at the time that they did something very wrong now, when new people have taken over, when, you know, they they made whole most of the people on full tilt when they took over the software there for that company and everything else, you know, it's a shame not to let somebody like PokerStars, which, you know, is their their software for poker was phenomenal when they left, and it's only gotten better since. Right. And... You know, if you're going to bring somebody on, bring somebody on who's already at the top of the game. Right, exactly. Plain and simple. Uh, when you look at New York, uh, what's happened in New York, uh, obviously the the Indian tribes there had an upper hand in gaming for many, many years, uh, Turning Stone and, and uh, the Seneca Indians uh, really, uh, you know, kind of having the upper hand there. But the upstate New York has uh, th- three of, of uh, the four... Uh, up commercial casinos in upstate New York uh, have opened within the last four months, four or five months, and there will be another one uh, opening uh, early next year. So uh, the Indians uh, not happy with that competition. Uh, there is a, one in Seneca County called the Del Lago Resort, and it's about 100 miles east of Buffalo. There's also one in the Niagara Falls area. 
Uh, Allegheny County has a casino. And uh, so there's uh, kind of interesting that uh, there's a bunch of stuff happening up there. So the thought is maybe New York might be a spot that online casinos can uh, really make it up to the Indians by letting them run some of those. So I, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Well, listen, if history has taught us anything, they're going to argue over how, what kind of a percentage they're going to want, and nothing's going to get done. Well, the Indians were making $110 million in payments, which they say they're going to stop because they don't like uh, what's happened with the increased competition. Uh, so, you know, that's going to change things big time. So uh, there was a there's an assemblyman up there named Gary Pretlow, uh, that said that uh, the commercial casinos were on board with, with having web poker. So uh, not even sure how that's going to go, but we'll see uh, what happens as they, they are drafting their budget for uh, 2017-18. Well, listen, we've been telling, we, we've been reading this script now for many years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And nothing seems to get done in any state outside of Nevada, Delaware, and New Jersey. Okay, let's talk about this crisscross poker uh, for a minute. Uh, it's a game where you don't play again. You don't. There's just the, as you said, the five cards are spread face down on the tables and across. Uh, you have the up hand, and you have the down hand of three cards, uh, and then you have five cards on the board. So you can make three different bets. You can bet the up hand. You have to bet two hands. You have to bet up and down to start out. And uh, I think the minimum is five dollars, from what I've heard. Uh, you when plunk you say down. up down. I don't under. Well the. The, you know, it's in a cross, uh, right. and top, middle, and bottom is the, t- is the, the cross bet or the up, uh, up and down bet. No, the up bet or the, the cross bet. The, uh, actually, they call it the down bet. They call it the down <laughs> the, bet. The cross bet is uh, uh, one, and you put down, say you put down $5 on each one. They're face down. They turn over, uh, first the cross bet, you know, you, you, you uh, turn over the card on the left, the card on the right. And that, and then you can either bet on that or fold. You bet one to three times. So you can bet f- if it's a five dollar opening bet, you can bet ten dollars, another five dollars, a ten dollars or fifteen dollars okay. on on that hand, or you can fold. The 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 down bet is the top card and the bottom card. Then those are turned over, and you can bet the same on that or fold. Uh, and then the third possible bet is to bet. The middle, which is uh, within the last card is turned over, that's all all five cards. So uh, uh, I hope that's clear. Um, (laughs) But what are you trying to do? Well, what you're trying to do is make at least, I guess the smallest hand is pocket sixes. So pocket sixes are better. uh, Pays. Pocket sixes through pocket tens is even money. Uh, A pair of sixes through a pair of tens. Right. Okay. And then they give you odds if the hand gets higher and higher, all with three cards or with all five cards. Well, that's the third bet it, when they, when you uh, the last hand, the middle card is turned over. So, you know, if you have, for instance, if you have, uh, say you have two cards in your hand, a pocket sixes or pocket eights. So you're, you're dealt cards. Right. You get two cards. The player gets two cards face down. So you can examine your cards when you get them. Then you have the option to make it a cross bet or forfeit or fold, basically. Uh, you have the uh, down bet or a fold. And then you have the middle bet or a fold. So then the player turns uh, the cards over. You use your two cards plus the three horizontal cards 
for that hand, you use your two cards in the up and down vertical line of the cross to form a down hand. And you use uh, all five cards on the board if you want to bet that one. That's the third bet. So, uh, um, you know, I don't know what you think about that. Uh, the, even, like, for instance, uh, a straight flush is, uh, I don't know what they said, 40 to 1 or something like that. That that game, as explained now, and as the way I see no, that I'm there. No, I'm sorry. Take it back. Let me say, let me repeat that. Uh, a royal flush is 500 to one. Okay. Uh, 25 to one for a royal flush uh, on the middle hand, uh, using the five cards on the board. Uh, a straight flush on either bet pays 100 to one. Quads are 40 to one. Okay. Well, you know. As I was saying right before the break, you know, most of these games... I explained that horribly, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Stick with the show. We'll get to the nickname shortly, folks. There you go. But, uh, you know, these games, most of these games that the casinos run, like, uh, you know, the the Caribbean poker and all of these things, you know, they're they're all with... Somewhere between twenty and thirty percent house advantage. Yeah. So you know, if you're playing this, it's you put the jackpot trying to hit one of those million. Think about it. A royal flush is like I don't know whatever the odds. Are. I think it's over two hundred thousand to one to get a royal flush. You know, with five cards being dealt, and this you get two extra cards. Paying you 500 to 1, they're making money when you hit a royal flush because if they had to pay the true odds, you know, you'd have gotten an incredible amount of money. Pair of sixes as your lowest qualifier to win even money. You know, it's, it's, it's a game the house never loses at. You know, they never lose at this. Yeah. It's like three card poker that they do on the tables and, you know, the, uh, the, what I keep forgetting the name of the game where uh, let it oh let it ride yeah where you can and that, take it and that's bet where these games are the, located you know by the way next to let it ride of the next course to ultimate of course Texas. it's located there because no true ultimate poker Texas player Oldham. no true poker player is going to play this game yeah you know this is a game for right. somebody who sees it as you know whatever crisscross poker and you know oh well, you know and they don't they don't feel comfortable sitting at a table so. Hopefully they'll throw some money down here, and they see the 500 to one and 100 to one for straight flushes. Was it quads of 40 to one? I heard you say this. Yes. So, you know, this is for someone who doesn't want to do a lot of thinking uh, in their gambling uh, format. You know, this is just turn the cards over. This is the true form of poker of gambling in poker. Anyway, if you somehow find yourself intrigued by the game, would like to find out a little more about it, uh, the company is called AGS. And you can look that up online. I looked at the online today. I obviously didn't learn much, but uh, uh, they do have the rack card, which has the payoffs, and you can figure that out. Maybe give it a try sometime. So uh, you're always trying something new at the at the Hard Rock and uh, you know other places to try to find something that catches people's fancy. By the way, you have uh, three card poker going uh, pretty regular at Dania, or did no, they shut those down? No, Dave, that's been shut down okay. since before I started there. I, I know they're still doing well with it at. Uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. So uh, yeah, there are some. They brought play- it back at, at uh, the aisle also. Let me tell you, they've got it in a bunch of places in the state, but Dania's not carrying it for some reason. So I guess they they. Uh, <laughs> I remember when the state tried to stop those tournament uh, the sit and goes. Yeah. Many 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 years ago, and Dania defiantly said, "No, we're going to continue that with the you know previous ownership." That. 
and they were the last ones, and the, and everyone else had shut down for about a year, and they they were doing great business with those sit and goes. And I think and, Daytona also. And then filed once suit. once they sh- the one, they were the last ones to close the doors. That's only because the state forced them to. Yeah. And they wound up paying pretty heavily for for that going against the state. And our, our former boss told me that was going to be the case, and that really turned out to be the case wow. with them. So. Uh, you know, I guess, like I said, it's different ownership now, but I guess people still remember that. And you don't, you definitely don't want to be on 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 that short list for the state a second time. You yeah, know? exactly. Okay, well, let's uh, shift over then to a few nicknames. See if we can have some fun with this tonight. Uh, uh, there's lots of nicknames over the years, and there's lots of stories. So uh, we'll venture forward. I think the thing that really kind of caught my eye was I was going through some of my old Andy Up magazines and. Uh, Back from like 2009, uh, when they've they've been around for a while. Well, you obviously. gave me some old card players that I've been enjoying reading. Yeah, recently. some great stuff that doesn't really change. And they actually did a uh, their t- favorite uh, top five nicknames. Uh, Chris Casenza and Scott Long both shared their uh, ones. Uh, just uh, we'll start off by uh, I'll re- read the name and we'll give you a few facts about them and you you tell me the hand, okay. and then we'll switch things around. Uh, Chris's favorite one was The Bachelor. The Bachelor? My God, I've never even heard of two cards out of there. Uh, I would imagine the Jack, would Jack would be in it. Right. Uh, Ace Jack? No, Jack King, actually. Jack okay. King offsuit. Okay. And if you say it real fast, you'll you'll understand yes. where that comes from. <laughs> uh, you you gave me this one. Uh, or actually, Scott's favorite was Anna Kornikova. The uh, Ace King. Right. Uh, Scott's second pick was the Assault Rifle. Four to five. Colt 45. No. AK, no, this is... This is what? The, the AK, AK-47. Ace King 4-7, which right. is uh, obviously a uh, Omaha hand. Uh, San Francisco Busboy, which we laughed about before yeah. the show, is Chris's second one. Uh, flat Tire. Flat Tire. Give me a second. Give me a second. Flat Tire. <sighs> Would it contain a deuce? No. No? You're going to have to give me that one. Jack 4. What's a jack for? Ah, uh, jack for. Okay. Okay. Uh, walking sticks was uh, Scott's third pick. What is it? Walking sticks. Sevens. Pocket sevens, correct. Uh, big chick. Ace queen. Right, which is a play on big slick. Of course, ace king is big slick, uh, big queen. And there were a few other names that I was looking at that were kind of funny that uh, had to do with ace queen. I mentioned Doyle Brunson. That was a hand he doesn't like to play. Uh, also co- known as Little Slick. Yes, that's the one that I know him more by. It's Little Slick. Speed limit? 55. Easy. Uh, Darth Vader? The four? You're on the right track. Four? The f- no. Is it? No, uh, it's close. Uh, four of spades, four of... Clubs, uh huh. Black fours, black. Fours. May the fours be with you. May the fours be with you. And okay. uh, the last one uh, was uh, number five for Scott was Hooters. Hooters. Two ladies. I don't know. No, it's actually pocket threes. Oh so if you look, my God! Look down yeah. on the shape of the threes. Uh, 
let me give you a few. Uh, these people have a lot of free yeah, time on their exactly. hands. Exactly, and you don't even really hear much of these. But let me uh, let me give you a couple of hands, and you tell me. You give me one of the names. Some of them have like several. Uh, we'll see if we can come up with a couple of these. Uh, King Jack. When we had, we gave you one. You of them. gave me that one already as the uh, eligible bachelor. Or no, Kojak is one. Kojak, okay. Uh, King John, and uh, Tucson Monster, which I don't really know what the, that reveals. Tucson Monster. That must have been someone who won with that in, in a Tucson tournament somewhere along the line. Right. Uh, King Nine Offsuit. That's the K9 unit. K9 unit, correct. Uh, pair of dogs. Uh, also, uh, Sawmill, which I, I don't know the exact name for that one it comes from. Uh, pocket Queens. Ladies, you know, those were ladies, right. and uh, there's there's another term that I can't say. <laughs> well, actually, actually... We can get away with anything. Actually, a queen four. Those are ones I used to hear a lot. Queen four? Uh-huh. I don't know if I can, you want me to say it on the air. Go ahead, go ahead. Whores and fours. Uh, whores and fours. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, others for pocket queens. This was a funny one, I thought. Well, obviously, Dolly Parton, uh, we've heard that, uh, big pair. Uh, the Hilton Sisters. And uh, here's the funny one. Siegfried and Roy. Queens. There <laughs> we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, pocket eights. Snowman. Okay. That's uh, correct. Piano keys is another. ADA keys. keys. That's right. Uh, two fat ladies has also been uh, referred to that one. Do you know? Do they have one there? Is forty miles of bad road? I don't see that one. What's that, what is? Which one is that? Four tens. Four tens. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's come up with our, oh, uh, five ten of diamonds. Can you give me one of those? Well, I, is that the Diamond Jim's uh, store or something like that? It's well, a, it's a similar. Uh, the Five and Dime. Woolworth. Woolworth, Woolworth. That's Woolworth, Woolworth. Five and Dime. Uh, Walmart, Superstore. Uh, a couple of those. Uh, five, seven offsuit. I don't know that one. Heinz. Heinz 57. Or Chevy, which is cool. 57 Chevy. Uh, quad threes. Quad threes. <laughs> I, I have no clue what that is. Four trees. Four trees. Or the forest. And, and you know, for and, a you, and you know, uh, the twenty-two, right? The two-two. Uh, ducks. Ducks. Also, pocket swans uh, is that one because of the obvious shape of the of the deuces. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, you know, obviously jacks or fish hooks and, yes. uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, pocket pairs. Uh, we, we did several of those. Kings. Did they do pocket kings? Cowboys? Cowboys or King Kong. That's another. Okay. Uh, here's one I didn't really know. Uh, pair of nines. Pair of nines? Yeah. I have no idea. Phil Helmuth is connected with nines. That he won the uh, 1989 main event with uh, two black nines. Also, the great one, 
yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Now, you see in all these things that you're saying, these are people coming up with this, and I've been in poker for so long, I haven't heard more than half of these. But the only one that, you, you know, I always told you they really don't say this much on the table, but every now and then I'd say maybe once every two weeks I hear somebody say this is the, is the, the famous name for pocket aces. Uh, American Airlines. There you go. Uh, pocket Rockets. Yep. But most people say, oh, you got American Airlines there. You got American Airlines there. Let me see if they have any others for those. Uh, snake Eyes and Bullets. That's bullets. Well, that, that's another one that I that I hear a lot more often. There's lots of great stories, uh, you know, on, on where these things came from, too. Uh, you know, that's if that we can get into, uh, you know, at another time, but. Uh, uh, I did want to go over the uh, the dead man's hand because you do use that one. Uh, a lot of the hands are named after you know p- famous hands that players played in one tournaments right. on. So you know you always get that that cliched uh, tournament photo of the guys holding the hand, and there's some very interesting stories when it's not like pocket aces or kings or something like that. Uh, see if there's anything else here. Well, uh, Ace-4 is, uh, there's some interesting ones for that, including uh, Plane Crash with the shape of the A and the, and the, and, uh, the missing wing, basically. And then Stu Unger also won the main event, uh, the last of his three titles in 1997, made, a, made the uh, wheel straight with, uh, with Ace-4. Ace-4. So that's just a few things uh, that maybe make you... Uh, Kind of basically uh, add some fun to the game. That I think is a big part of what's missing in today's game. There's not a lot of that sort of talking, and that was what we talked about last week with social experiment. Social experiment. So I was just trying to do over there. So and and guess what? We used to have fun with that. You know, uh, sixty. You know, the six and nine dinner for two and stuff like that. You know, (laughs) these are things that we used to say at the. Uh, you know, in the private games, and we had a lot of fun. And when we first started playing poker in the casinos down here, you know, like I said, uh, 90-plus percent of these people are playing for just the sheer enjoyment of it, right. while 10% are hardcore earning a living at this, you know, playing at, you know, uh, astronomical li- stakes, you know, where, you know, it's funny because, you know, we've had a game going on for a long time over there that's very strong. And not until recently did I start to see a few cracks in it of people getting really frustrated about the amount of money that they're losing. And I had not seen that for six months, and I was shocked that I would not seen people react to that, those losses that they have there, you know, sooner than, than, than six months into being working there. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, some of this stuff dates you as well. Uh, you know, other, another pocket nines uh, is is Barbara Feldon, which Agent a lot of people would, would have no idea what they're talking about there. Can you tell me what uh, uh, Daniel Negreanu's favorite hand, and this may have changed, obviously, but uh, what his favorite hand was? I think it was close to, I, mean, I don't know if it was the 10 jack or... 10-7. 10-7 suited go. is his favorite hand. So uh, I don't know what the, all the story behind that is. I'm but sure he won a couple of big pots, big hands, maybe even a tournament or two with those. Or made, you know, made deep runs. That's why I used to love 10 jack. used to be my favorite hand because when I first started playing poker, I played it like if it was pocket aces because I didn't know any better. And got lucky and won a lot of pots with it and... 
you know, as my education grew and my knowledge grew and I started seeing how 10 fours didn't hold, I mean, 10 jack didn't hold up very well. <laughs> it, it no longer is my favorite hand. Speaking of uh, <clears throat> bad hands, famous bad hands, 7-3 uh, offsuit. Uh, you know who uh, is tied in with that number? 73. Is that uh, the home run? Uh, no. Well, you could you could come up with a few of those, but I'm actually thinking of a player, one of your favorites, I think. Uh, Joe Hashem won the 2005 with seven of, of clubs, three of spades, when the flop came down uh, four, five, six. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. Uh, also, uh, what's another nickname for uh, Deuce Seven? <laughs> Other than these suck. <laughs> it's known as the as the whip, the worst hand in poker. Uh, the hammer, uh, Heath Ledger, which is I, I didn't really understand that except it always gets killed face down. Oh my God! Yeah, I know that's bad. But uh, one of the most famous ones is is beer hand. If a seven deuce offsuit, uh, it's either time for a beer. or If you win with this, you need to buy the other players a beer. Only a person full of beers would play that hand. It's funny that you mentioned the 2-7 now. I can't remember the online poker site. It was a small one. didn't last long. But I remember when I was living part-time in Costa Rica, helping those people try to get online, there was a website that a bunch of the players left to play, and they had a promotion like on Thursday or Friday night, you know, that if you win with a do 7 you know, you got $100. Well, that promotion lasted all of one day because they wound up giving away so much money. People in office people were actually winning hands. Well, with because it? they were they were playing the hand and playing it aggressively and getting people to fold their hands, so the winning hand was a two seven. It didn't say you had to show it down, so the people with two seven were playing the hand very aggressively, and you know people would just fold their hands. They'd win with a two seven, oh, okay. and they were earning it was either fifty or hundred bucks every time they won a hand with a two seven. I guess the uh, <laughs> the genius who came up with that may not have had a job after that night. Yeah, it seems like all of those aces cracked and as, uh, don't seem to hang on for very long. They do use them for a while and try to drum up some uh, support, but I don't know. Yeah, well, listen, I've never enjoyed aces crack. Cause the money they're going to give you for aces crack, the only time people play aces crack that they're worried about it is in the 2-4 game where they're praying you beat them because the most they were going to win in that pot was 6 or $7. They can get $100 for an aces crack. They'd be more than happy to lose with them. Right. Well, I hope if people had some fun with that. Uh, you know, we're just uh, looking for some ways to, uh, to uh, have some fun here on the show, and we don't have a lot of... Uh, you know, results and things coming up here locally uh, as well. Uh, I did want to mention that the Isle does have a big tournament this week uh, starting tomorrow on uh, Thursday, the 27th. The 28th and the 29th will be uh, all opening days for a a pretty big event. Uh, So, uh, you know, it's local, not tied in with any kind of national uh, organization or anything. But uh, support your local poker rooms wherever you're listening to the show and uh, take part in some of these events, and they'll continue to flourish. Uh, let's take our final break in the program. When we come back, we'll finish things up. Uh, you're listening uh, to Poker Action Line, and, of course, uh, you can always find us on uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, SoundCloud, all the great places that I mentioned earlier. And uh, you can go to the website. And uh, the last couple of weeks, we've had some good shows. Matt Savage, of course, on last week. Uh, Tony Burns the week before, and the big tie-in with the Hard Rock and all their tournaments here. And we'll try to get some of the other uh, local poker room guys on that we haven't had on in a while. Dave Litvin over at Mardi Gras. Uh, uh, 
Stan Strickland or, or one of his people over at the aisle and and it's doing a great job with a lot of uh, great, you know, uh, Omar from your place over there at Dania and talk about yep. some of the things that are coming up here and try to get some of those guys and uh, support the local programs here. Let's take a break. We'll be back to finish things up when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line here from South Florida uh, on uh, all your favorite places to find podcasts. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Welcome back to the final segment of the program. Big Dave and Joe, another edition of Poker Action Line, and we will uh, finish things up here. Uh, I guess the next thing to really be uh, uh, to come up big time is the... Uh, you know the the decision on uh, the state of Florida and whether to expand gambling or go the other way. We got both uh, sides on different parts of the uh, legislature. Which only means sure. one thing, Dave: nothing's going to happen. Nothing probably is going to happen. That's uh, that's all that means. True. When you've got one bill going one way and the uh, the Senate bill going in the other way, the House one way. Let me tell you, that means absolutely nothing is going to get done. It seems like Rick Scott uh, needs to take the bull by the horns and get something done because I don't know how long can we go on with really kind of a a limbo situation over the next uh, couple of years. I guess it could happen. How long can everybody, we go on? Listen, everybody it took 13 to be... years to open the doors from when we had the paramutuals playing quarter 50 cents. And, uh, you know, it, it was... It was like, uh, you know, struggling uphill every single year. It was amazing. We looked like we were moving a foot a foot a year. And then all of a sudden they opened it up, and now we're gonna. this is going to be a long process, Dave. It I is. think you and I will be collecting Social Security checks before anything is done with that. Yeah, the uh, House Bill is 7037, House Bill uh, 7037. It did pass out of the subcommittee. 
Democrats opposing, uh, Republicans for, 11 to 7 was the vote there. The Senate has a bill called Senate Bill 8, SB 8, that would open uh, Dade and Broward for more casinos. So that's uh, absolutely going in the opposite direction. Uh, the Indians, the Seminole Indians, for their part, have already sent messages that neither bill is acceptable to them. So uh, uh, who, who really sees anything getting accomplished? I, I don't know, but it's crazy. Well, listen, we need to have a governor, someone who, you know, has has a pair that, that will stand up to everybody and just say, this is what we're going to do. Right. And, uh, you know, we just don't we don't have that here. Most states don't. <laughs> uh, your former place, uh, Casino Miami, uh, which does not have a poker room and has not had one for uh, yeah, those, quite some time. Those is brain surgeons uh, did a wonderful job of killing a room that was doing over 400000 regularly. And not only that, but the latest word I heard, and it really hasn't come out publicly yet or not, but uh, that the people who run that casino have decided that uh, they don't want to wait for decoupling. They're just going to basically close up the highlight front on uh, the highlight part of it at the end of June, that starting June, July 1st, there will be no more highlight. Not ev- I'm not going to say forever, but they're going to maybe stay open for highlight like six months out of the year. So there's a lot of question. We had talked about Florida City and what might happen down there. Uh, those players might be out of a job. So there's no poker. Pretty soon there may be no highlight. And uh, I don't think they do all that much business in the casino there, to be honest. Well, you know, their, their numbers... Their numbers really suffered when they first started getting rid of all the managers, and then they cut everybody's full time so they wouldn't have to pay medical benefits. Uh, for the most part, you know, it's uh, you know they are a, a uh, you know cut to the bone company. They want to run at minimal cost to try to make maximum dollars, and they could care less about the people who work there. You know, yeah. we, we grew up in that business there. You a lot longer than I was, but it felt like a mom and pop business. You know, and that employed uh, relatives, you know, people that they knew for years. You know, we both know a lot of people who shouldn't have had their jobs after a year, let alone after 10 or 15 or 20 years that worked there. You know, they, you know, the management at that time cared a hell of a lot more for its employees. This is a big corporate company that could care less. And uh, I think I think they're just trying to maximize it to sell the place. Yeah, that's it. Very possible. But uh, things have changed there, and uh, they did have a nice poker room for quite some time. Obviously, we had the back well, we room. We worked very hard to to make that room successful and have a lot of fun. Would you say it was ever successful when they moved it inside the casino? Uh, well, no, it was always inside the casino. Well, you know, I'm talking about the, uh, you know, since uh, with the, when the casino opened, but I'm, you had the years it was in the back room with its own poker room. Obviously, they they redid. Well, the we didn't it's have been five years now. No, so, but ever since the, the slot machines were there, right? That's ever been open since for the slot machines, the the poker it was always on the casino floor. It was floor. always on the casino floor. But was that a bad decision to put it there? No, no, absolutely not. We don't have a second story like Dania does. Okay, if we did, it would have been great, um, in the sense that we're away. Biggest issues that I had there, the biggest complaint that I had was Fridays and Saturday nights. We were, and it really didn't matter because we couldn't really be anywhere else, to be honest with you. Right. Unless it was back in that that same area that we were, you know, that now, you know, that some people don't recognize it because of how they did the renovation inside there. But that would have been probably the only better place to put the poker room if you wanted to allow 18 year olds 
which was the original thought going forward right. that we were going to allow 18-year-olds, was we had the entrance through the valet right there. It was perfect. Right. You didn't even need to get, you know, 18-year-olds can't put their feet on, on the carpet that's considered the casino, casino floor. floor. Right. And um, so it was set up with that in mind. So where the poker room was was fine, but, you know, the place wasn't that big. They had the stage in that main bar in the back. And whenever that would start to play on Fridays and Saturdays at 10 o'clock, I mean, Dave and I sit about three feet, four feet from each other here in the studio. There's no way in the world you and I could have even have carried on a regular conversation. Neither one of us would hear the other. Well, i got to make it down there and check out. I know they redid the front of the building, and I don't know what it looks like. So it's a, it's a big change for me, for sure. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, I didn't want to get into the Ashley Adams uh, strategy stuff and uh, – I definitely want to give him a chance to be on the show, and then we'll talk about some of these things. If we can't get him on, we will come back to that maybe next week or a couple of weeks. Don't forget we'll have Bernard Lee on uh, the May 10th program, and we'll talk about his 10th anniversary and uh, you know maybe a few things about uh, preparing for the World Series and have some fun with him. Anyway, all that coming up here in the f- near future. Uh, appreciate you being with us on the show tonight. Gio, thank you for all your work on the program, and uh, Joe as well. And we will have more of the show next week uh, here on Poker Action Line. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 